The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci, the best of players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down a Monday night uh, meltdown. Level two begins now as the Rams' run continues. Sean McVay now 32-0 when leading at the half as they got a late field goal. When I talk about late, one second left in the first half. And our guest this evening, Paul Bovey, who was, uh, that was pretty much our shortest guest uh, stint ever tonight. I think besides maybe, we had Gene Simmons a kiss on, and Gene Simmons hung up on me. (laughs) It wasn't any phone. I was like, I think we might have phone connections. I remember someone, they're like, no, no, he he ended the interview and he hung up. I actually didn't realize. I was like, if we can, I'll never forget I'll never forget that. I was like, yeah, if you can, uh, get Gene Simmons back on the line. I think we lost Gene. And it was like, yeah, Gene's not coming back. I was told in my earpiece, Gene's not coming back. I upset him because we were talking about Napster and, like, illegal streams and stuff like that. This is a long time ago. At a time, I pissed Gene Simmons off. I've interviewed Gene Simmons twice, and both times I upset him. Once he hung up on me on the phone, and another time I interviewed him face-to-face, and I pissed him off uh, as well. Uh, but uh, that's a story for another time. Maybe, maybe, maybe later tonight. I've pissed a lot of people off over the years, though. So the Rams, baby, the Rams get it done. And I believe, um, I believe a broken clock is right twice a day, right? We said the game was going to be a 27-24 football game. Weird game, though. First half was uh, high scoring, you know, very efficient. It was like a fight. It was like the first three rounds of a UFC fight. You're like, oh, my God, this is a great fight, man. And then basically round four and five, it was like, man, what the hell's going on? These guys, you know, it's like they just, they've hit the wall. And Tom Brady hit the wall uh, tonight against an elite defense in the Los Angeles Rams who check in right now with 12 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Thanksgiving uh, this week, we're going to be on Thanksgiving. Now, here's a program note for everybody, actually. There will be no late night anger management class on Thursday night. All right. Uh, even Yang's got to take some time and cut the turkey and carve the turkey up, all right? So we're not going to be here Thursday night, but we will be here Thursday afternoon live during the Dallas Cowboys-Washington game. Me and a raging redhead, Cam Stewart. I want to get into uh, some NBA, college basketball, NFL line checks, all that and more. Level two, bring it.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Marenzi. Rage all you want. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Late night anger management class continues. All right, this is an instance in which Jim Rome once stated, all right, more of me, less of you is a good thing for the show. I guess so we have to live up to that, Jimmy boy. Jim Rome. Um, I met Jim Rome. I met uh, Jim Rome uh, before when I was, uh, it was my early days in my career. Met Jim Rome. And I got lucky, actually. I uh, was doing doing shows at the Super Bowl and um, doing shows at the Super Bowl. And I don't know why. You can't make this up, guys. But for whatever reason, <laughs> for whatever reason. So media row, media row at the Super Bowl, Carolina, Carolina Panthers and uh, New England Patriots. All right. I had Mike Vrabel on, actually, like face to face, like he was sitting there. And thanks for joining us, Mike. My loud, big, I'm a big Mike Vrabel fan. He was very, very nice to me, so I like him. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, you can't make this up. I'm a media row, Super Bowl. I'm sat up next to Jim Rome. On, on the right side of me is Jim Rome. On the left side of me is pardon the interruption. <laughs> you can't make it up. Like, seriously, I'm like, wow. So people were like walking by. They're like, who the hell is this guy? And why the hell is he like, why is he on like primetime row here? So basically, I'm next to Jim Rome and Tony Kornheiser and Will Bond. All right. And um, this is this is the best part. This is the best part, though. Just shamelessly, we shamelessly stole every one of Jim Rome's guests. <laughs> like basically. Like, and Jim Rome's getting everybody, right? So, like, it's Jim Rome. So, Jim Rome's getting everybody, right? We're sitting there, you know, I'm just talking, and Jim, Jim Rome's got, like, you know, Lynn Swan, you know, George Bush, president, like, you name it. Like, like you name a guest, Jim Rome had him. And basically, I caught on. Uh, I caught on. <laughs> it was great. I was like, you know what? Every time somebody gets up after the Rome show, just ask them, hey, can you come on for a minute? Hey, can you come on for a minute? And basically, everybody was like, yeah, sure. Everybody was like, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. So I was getting all the same guests as the Jim Rome show. My bosses at the network were so happy. They're like, yeah, you're kicking ass at the Super Bowl. You're getting great guests. 
I'm like, yeah, because I'm stealing Jim Rome's guests. <laughs> I'm literally like right next to Rome. So like five feet away from me is his guest. So Peter King, Sports Illustrated, would get up and I'd be, hey, excuse me, Mr. King, you got a couple of minutes? He'd be like, yeah, sure, no problem, kid. I was younger. No problem, kid. <laughs> like, you know, and you figure that Jim Rome would get mad, right? And be like, hey, listen, guys, stop harassing our guests when they leave. Jim Rome's producer, Travis, at the time, comes over to our table and he starts laughing. He goes, I like your style, guys. And he starts laughing. He goes, and he tells us, this is who we have on today and tomorrow. And he goes, this is who we have on today and tomorrow. He goes, this guy's cool. This guy won't do it. He's cool. He goes, don't ask this guy. It'll piss him off. Basically, like the Jim Rose producer told us which guys are like are coming up sort of help us book. He goes, I just help you guys out since I noticed what you're doing here. He goes, tomorrow we got Lynn Swan. We got Peter King. We got this. He goes, oh, Peter King's a real nice guy. He'll do it. And like, you know what I mean? Starts like hooking us up and stuff. Um, so, yeah, exactly. Hollywood style. Uh, Crash in L.A. knows. Exactly. That's how you do. Good artists borrow. Great uh, artists steal. That's the way it works in L.A., all right? So, <laughs> so Jim Rome, I'll never forget, like, I, I'm not going to lie to you and told you I talked to Jim Rome all the time and stuff, right? But I was right next to him all week. Uh, so, uh, well, most of the week, <laughs> that's another story. Most of the week. Um, but at the end of the week, Jim Rome's there and, um, he gave us all hats and stuff like that. <laughs> he gave us Jim Rome merch. He's like, Hey guys. Uh, and I remember I asked, I was like young and naive. And I asked Jim Rome, I said, are you staying? I said, uh, where are you sitting at the game, Jim? I asked the Jim Rome where he was sitting at the Super Bowl, and he started laughing. He goes, <laughs> He started laughing. He goes, sitting at the game. He goes, on my couch. He goes, I'll be, that's what he answered. He started laughing. He said where, said, where are you sitting at the Super Bowl, Jim? He started laughing. He goes, on my couch. He goes, I'm out of here. And I never really realized that at the time. I was all excited to be at the Super Bowl, right? But basically, all the big shots leave. They don't want to be there. They want to get the hell out of there. So Rome is like, Rome is like the second the show is over on Friday, I'm gone. I'm out of here. And he was like, boom, the show ended. They packed up. They were gone for the weekend. Same thing. And um, and uh, I learned I learned that that's the game. I didn't end up going to the game. I didn't end up going to the game. I ended up getting drunk with Rob Dibble. Remember Dan Patrick at the Dibble show? We were on the same radio station. So um, I had Dibble on and stuff. It's on YouTube, actually. It's an infamous moment in sports rage history. Mick Aussie, he disputes that he threw up and he didn't vomit. He didn't vomit. But he basically like upchucked his beer. It's on YouTube. Just punch in uh, Gabriel Morenci, sports rage, Rob Dibble, Houston. <laughs> I have hair and stuff. <laughs> I got a leather jacket on. I got hair. I'm wearing like beads in Houston. And it's like, I look pretty drunk. Me and Dibble are all drunk and stuff, talking about the troops. He's like, yeah, this is for the troops. Like, uh, so I, I see Dibble, uh, and I'm like, Dibble, you going to the game? He's like, oh, nah. He goes, he goes, I'd rather just get drunk in this bar. And I'm like, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> Next thing I know, like, one hour's turning into another hour, and I'm just hammered in the bar with Rob Dibble. And uh, Mick Aussie's there. And basically, so... Of course, we get the brilliant idea. Roll the cameras. So it's like so it's like halftime in the Super Bowl, and we're like, 
Yeah, yeah, I'm Gabriel Morencia. I'm here in Houston, Texas, Super Bowl 42, whatever the hell it was. Super Bowl 40. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it was like Super Bowl 40 or something like that. Like Super Bowl 40. I'm here with Cincinnati Red Pitcher, the great Rob Dibble, Super Bowl uh, World Series champion, co-host of the Dan Patrick Show with Dan Patrick. What's up, Dibs? And, uh, you know, so it's like, you know, it's a dumb interview. It's, it's just like, it's like a bro interview. Hey, what's up, bro? We're high-fiving. Great time at the Super Bowl, huh? Look at the hot chick. Like, we're, it's just a typical sort of bro, five-minute little interview type thing. And as, as like, we're, you'll see on the clip, so we're talking, and then you'll see the camera start sort of wavering. <laughs> so the camera's, like, wobbly. Mick Aussie's the cameraman. The camera's kind of wobbly and stuff. <laughs> and you'll notice it cuts off with Dibble sort of looking, me and Dibble looking up like, like, what the? Like, we're talking and it ends. Like, it cuts off with us like, you, you don't even hear us say anything. You can just see sort of our face like, oh, like, oh. As we're standing there, Mick's holding the camera and Mick's like drinking a beer. He's like filming and he's drinking a beer. <laughs> he he upchucked. He didn't throw up. He did not, um, to clarify, because I know Mick is going to see this clip and, well, I did not throw up. I did not throw up. He did not throw up. But it wasn't vomit, but you know what I mean? It was that chug, chug, chug. And he spit it up all over our feet. He basically upchucked on a World Series champion, Rob Dibble's shoes and jeans. And um, the thing is, anyone that knows Rob Dibble knows the guy's crazy, man. All right. He hit a fan with a baseball once. <laughs> Why do you think I hit it off with him? Right. The guy's a nut job. So <laughs> he wasn't happy. I'll put it that way. Like, <laughs> like. And I don't mean like, oh, he laughed it off. Like, he wasn't happy. Like, he was like, yeah, 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 yeah your Aussie buddy's an idiot, huh? <laughs> he wasn't happy. <laughs> it, was, it was actually it was actually great. Yeah, Mick, Mick is a legend. Mick, Mick is a legend. We got to uh, we, we gotta figure out a way we'll play the clip here. And like I said, just punching it. Uh, I'll... I'll I'll find it on YouTube here. I'll tell you guys exactly what it's listed under. There's actually some really funny stuff from YouTube out there over the years from our show. Just sort of random things. Like the, the Houston Rob Dibble thing is really funny. Um, Cam Stewart getting choked out by Boss Rootin. Um, but that was pretty good. <laughs> That's also on YouTube. Late Night Anger Management Class continues. Bring it. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. 
And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Oh, what's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Late Night Anger Management Class continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. Great job uh, in the pit uh, this evening. As... uh, Sometimes, you know, when phones go down and stuff, people people will blame and think, oh, it's our guy. It's Yang. It's in the, in the pet phone issues. But no, as we stated, we there were phone issues on Scott Farrell's program uh, this evening. And uh, Yang, uh, Yang uh, fought so hard uh, for us. We even had to tell him, right, chill out. It's all good, bro. It's, it's all good. Uh, Yang takes it personal. He's like, yeah, get these phones working. So then, you know, the, the, the chain, the chain of anger begins. But uh, Yang doing a great job here this evening. All right, so, oh, yeah, a lot of rage here. Oh, the name of the show is Sports Rage. Like I said, it's a time of the year, guys. We can't all pretend to be happy all the time, and everything's great if it's not. You know, I ride my emotions. It is what it is. So, but I'm, hey, I'm, I'm all right. Um, I wanted to get to this, actually. So, I don't know what it is, man. Whatever city I go to, it's like I bring the cold. Like, honestly. Like, when I was in New York City, it was like the coldest winter in New York City's history. <laughs> like, oh, it's the coldest day ever. I'm in Vegas. It's like, yeah, it's the first time it's ever snowed at this time of the year in Vegas. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So everywhere I go, it's cold. And it seems like it's cold everywhere right now. It's getting chilly. Um, it's getting a little chillier unless, you know, you're in, in Hawaii or something. Um, but I was going to say, the whole mask thing, I don't wear a mask when I'm on the street. All right? I put a mask on when I go in a store. I put a mask on when I go in a restaurant. I put a mask on when I go come in my building and I get in an elevator, but I do not wear a mask on the street. Like I take it off. Like I don't, I'm not walking around with a mask and stuff on the street. Like I'm not, I'm not a mask Nazi, but I do believe in like in closed spaces. Right. But yeah, whatever. Like I, I don't wear it on the street, but now that it's cold out, I've come to the conclusion that I've been missing out on wearing a mask. I took my mask off. I was wearing the mask. I came out of a restaurant. I was wearing a mask. I took the mask off when I was on the street. I, was, I walked for like a block with the mask on. I was like, I don't need to wear the mask. I'm taking the mask off. And then I'm like, damn, man, my face is getting cold. Put that mask back on. And I put the mask back on. I had my hood up. I was like, damn, am I toasty. I've never been so comfortable in my life. <laughs> I'm like, I was thinking, I should have been wearing a mask. I was like, all these years, man, my face has been cold. Those cold New Jersey winter nights outside the Meadowlands. I could have had a mask on, nice and warm. I got to tell you, man, mask. I'm down with the mask in the wintertime. I got no beef with it. I like it. Like I said, I got I got sensitive skin <laughs> or something. I get cold. I'm bald. All right? 
I like, you know, I like the mask. The mask keeps your face warm. So wear a damn mask and you're going to keep safe and you're going to keep warm. You're going to keep warm. It's a two for one. Even those gators, wear one of those gators. Big, big fan of the mask out there. So uh, so it leads where I'm going with this mask story. And I, it is true. I think the mask is good to keep your face warm uh, if you're in a cold climate. But so Sean McVay tonight, all right, and credit Sean McVay because he didn't do what a lot of coaches are doing now, okay? And Sean McVay's got the mask on, and he looks good in the mask. Yeah, it fits him. He's got the cool Ram mask and everything. Sean McVay's just a cool-looking dude, so he's going to look cool. So McVay pulls it off, right? McVay doesn't have a goofy visor and everything. McVay's got a Ram mask, right? So, so McVay's got the Ram mask on. And you see, you'll see coaches, McVay did not cover his mouth. Yet, I'm seeing coaches, like Sean Payton's wearing a mask, and Sean Payton's got, like, his play sheet, like, covering his face. Right? Like, these coaches are so paranoid about people reading their lips, and it's true. They do. Like, don't think for a second Bill Belichick doesn't look at tape and get a lip reader and say, what are they saying? Right? Yeah, guaranteed. And, you know, it's pretty easy to read lips, too. Like, if you're, you can do it. It's not rocket science. Like, you can figure it out. So the coaches aren't paranoid. Why do you think all NBA players, you'll notice, you'll notice now, they didn't used to do this, but now players are smart nowadays. They caught on that people can read lips. So you'll notice NBA players at the end of the game, when they talk to each other, they'll both cover their mouth. They'll lean in. You'll see NFL quarterbacks do that at the end of the game. They'll cover their mouth and they'll lean in and they'll talk. So no one can read their lips. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm seeing all these coaches, like with their play sheet covering their face, and, bro, you're wearing a mask. No one can read your damn lips. You should use this as a benefit and not, you know what I mean? You don't have to worry about it. And Sean Payton figured it out. He wasn't covering his face. <laughs> he wasn't covering his face. All right, so another thing, another thing that got me the other day, and I'm watching college football, and this has bothered me for years. It's bothered me for years, but... It's the stupidest thing ever, even more so now in 2020. But I'm watching college. I'm watching a college game the other day. It was Cincinnati and UCF. All right. And well, listen, it, it happens in every game, but it was, I'm watching. So a Cincinnati UCF game. Good game. Great game. Um, we, we told you Central Florida was going to cover. So uh, we got lucky, though. Uh, <laughs> we got lucky. Um, so after the game's over, there's the coach of uh, there's the coach of Cincinnati, Luke Fickle. There's the coach. He's got like a state trooper and like a marshal with him. Like I don't even know. It's like he's got like a SWAT cop uh, and a state trooper. Like he had, and, and there was like more cops around him than there were fans in the stands. Now, listen, Bobby Bowden, the great Florida State coach years ago, he was the first one to do this, and he was the only one that did this in the old days. Remember, he used to have the, you know, the sheriff. You know, it was real, it was real cannonball run style, Florida State, Bobby Bowden. His security guy was the sheriff with the with the with the hat, the big sheriff hat and the glasses. And it was the mystique of Florida State. That was their thing. 
oh, yeah, yeah, the coach with the cop, the coach with the cop, right? Like the security, the coaches didn't used to have that. Bobby Bowden was the only one. Bobby Bowden got run over once after a game, and he got pissed off, and he goes, I'm going to get a you know security cop, whatever. He was buddies with the guy. So Bobby Bowden had that longtime cop. Then, then, then everybody, then everybody copied it. And now, like, don't, shouldn't, don't law enforcement have better things to do than be standing on the sidelines with a college football coach? You know that the, get this, guys, the UMass coach has state troopers with them. UMass. UMass. Like, college football coaches have more security around them than U.S. senators do. Ocasio-Cortez isn't walking around with a state trooper and a marshal, like, covering her ass. You're telling me that you can't, like, I don't know. It's just, it's like, what, because Bowden did it? Oh, like, dude. It's even stupider when there's no fans there. Like, like, honestly, Bill Belichick doesn't travel with a state trooper, all right? And taxpayers aren't paying for it, like the team's paying overtime, whatever, to the cop, and, you know, it's one of the perks-type deals. So the cop's not like, oh, he's not fighting crime because of it. But it's just, it's a stupid look. It really is just like the law enforcement or like protecting a college football coach from who? Aaron Andrews? From what? From a bunch of drunk kids running on the field that aren't even there. There's no fans. And another thing is, it just goes to show, too, how these schools and the coaches don't give a crap about their kids. How about this? Here's a novel concept, coach. How about instead of bringing two state troopers on the road with you and probably paying about $28,000 to do it, why don't you uh, hire? A couple of your former offensive and defensive linemen. You're telling me you don't have any former kids that played for the team that are like 350 pounds and look mean, that won't don't want to travel with the team and go on the road with you and stand next to you when you when you interview Aaron Andrews? Because I know Aaron Andrews might stab you, right? Come on, man. It's the stupidest thing ever. Bobby Bowden did it. It was cute. It was their little thing. But when you got the coach at UMass with two state troopers, you got to ask yourself, what the hell is going on here? It really is like just a, you know, what is it? Oh, tradition? It's not a tradition. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's the same thing like you'll you see in every city, like when you have cops standing around watching construction sites and stuff. It's like, yeah, that's a great use of law enforcement. Cop is standing around, you know, on his phone watching a bunch of dudes on a scaffold, right? It's like, you know, but the cops like make that happen, right? Oh, you got to hire us for security at the game and stuff. But the college football coach stuff, is just, it's just stupid. Like, there's no fans. You don't need to, like, it's excessive. You know, you know what I mean? You don't, need, you don't need two law enforcement officers with you. Like, seriously. And, like, why don't you just hire a former kid that played for the team? Like, is that, like, is that, too, is that too crazy of an idea? That you hook up a kid that played for your team with a job? You say, listen, kid, you know, you're 380 pounds. You're obese. You know, you played football for me. You got a crap job working at Enterprise. You want to work every Saturday and travel with us? I'll give you $3,000 a weekend. Sold. Because I'm sure he can't find a kid to do that, right? Like, basically, I don't have a problem. I totally get they need security. They do. Like, they, you know what I mean? Like, a head coach should have security when he's walking off the field. You never know when some crazy kid's going to jump in and, you know, run and punch him in the head. 
if you're Harbaugh, you know some nut would probably like to punch Harbaugh or something. But I, I don't have a problem with security. I have a problem with with it's just dumb, the state trooper stuff. They all walk around, they block out the cameraman and everything. Oh yeah, good job, good job. Like I said, you can get security. That's what security guards are for. You don't need cops doing that. Late night anger management class. Bet your rage. We'll crunch some NFL numbers on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without Rage Hall! <laughs> Level 2 continues the Monday night that meltdown. Always an adventure. But uh, that's what makes the show fun. You never know what's going to happen. We might have a bunch of guests. We might have no guests. We might be happy. We might be angry. Uh, we might be cool. We might be jerks. <laughs> it's, it's like real life. Uh, it's, it's, it's like real life. Um, so I am disappointed, though, because I'm a big Paul Bovey uh, fan and uh, and Kurtz as well. We're going to slate Kurtz in for tomorrow. We're going to figure out maybe we'll get Bovey on a TV show. Um, we'll figure we'll try. We'll, we'll 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 make it work. We'll make it work. And and listen, I don't know how this works for every affiliate and stuff like this. Right. We're on like a lot of radio stations right now. I you know I don't even know how many it changes. It's fluid, you know, hundreds type of deal. Right. So I can tell you, though, that starting next week, this show will no longer be the quickest 120 minutes in sports. It'll be the quickest 180 minutes in sports as uh, we'll be going from two hours to three hours. People always say, oh, the show goes by too fast. The show goes by too fast. So, uh, well, now now there's going to be another hour of rage. Another hour of uh, adventures to happen. Another hour. And uh, we also have some other very cool announcements coming as far as this show is concerned. Uh, But I believe there's a press release coming in the morning, like any hour now type thing. Or, and um, I don't know. It's pretty hard to get fired uh, here. They got great guys at Sports Grid, but I think they would get upset if I stumped the press releases. (laughs) <laughs> in fact we were specifically told do not say anything until the press release is out so we'll wait but i can tell you that uh, this show will be going to three hours and if you're wondering if we're starting earlier or later if we're starting earlier or later um the show will start at the same time but it'll go an hour later so we're going to be with you until the real late night uh, hours so that late night anger management class for real. So, but of course, it's a holiday week this week, Thanksgiving, and we're going to be off. Not my call. Uh, listen, this yeah, we're on all the time. Um, I was expecting to be on Friday night. I'm not shocked we're not on Thursday night. It's a statutory holiday, as I stated. Like we're on all these syndicated networks and stuff. So, 
they don't pick the show up. It's just the holidays. You know, it's a holiday. So we're not on Thursday night. No sports rage Thursday night. No sports rage on Friday night. We will be on uh, Thursday, Thanksgiving, me and Cam from 4 o'clock Eastern until 8 o'clock Eastern. So we'll basically be on during the Cowboy game and uh, Washington game, leading you into the uh, Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. Leading you into the uh, the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game. And so let's get you, let's crunch the numbers right now and take a look. Quick Super Bowl check. Kansas City plus 300. Pittsburgh plus 550. The 10-0 Steelers put some respect on that. Uh, New Orleans Saints plus 650. Seattle 11 to 1, Green Bay 12 to 1, Rams 12 to 1, Bucks 12 to 1, Ravens 18 to 1, Colts 18 to 1. I don't know how the Colts keep winning games. These guys are the luckiest team in the league, man. They really are, aren't they? Like, how many times have the Colts been outplayed yet they end up winning? <laughs> like, uh, you, you got to give them credit. They're winning. You are what your record says you are, but the Colts are a frustrating team to me like that. I bet against these guys. I'm like, excellent, you know? We're out playing them, perfect. And at the end of the game, the Colts win. And it's happening more often than not, isn't it? Buffalo's stock has fallen a little bit. They're 25 to 1 right now. Uh, it's funny, most of the year they were in the 20 to 1 range. Now they're 25 to 1. But let's take a look at the point spreads as promised, as we do every uh, Monday night. And there's been a little bit of movement here, guys. So let's start off uh, with the morning game, the early game, the annual Turkey Fest here in Detroit. And you know there's going to be a lot of people, why are the Detroit Lions on TV? Change the tradition. Uh, whatever, man. Instead of our, instead of like raging about the Lions and Matt Patricia's sorry ass, like he's the turkey. He's the big fat turkey, Matt Patricia. And put a fork in his ass because he's done as well. I, I, I like the Houston Texans a lot in this game. I like the Houston Texans a lot in this game. The Detroit Lions have hit rock bottom, guys. The Detroit Lions have hit uh, rock bottom, and um, and they just got shut out. It's a short week. Matt Patricia is a is is a walking dead man. All right, a zombie on the Walking Dead has more life than this guy does right now. He's done. Even the Detroit Lions can't keep this guy. I, I can't. Still, we we can talk about. Listen. Everybody bitches about Caldwell now. I was the only one at the time that said, I don't know what the hell these guys are doing. Caldwell's a good coach. Caldwell's been to a Super Bowl. Caldwell's take, you know, took the Lions to the playoffs. They bring uh, Fat Patricia in, and look what happens. Uh, every, everything just falls apart. Uh, everything uh, everything just uh, falls apart. So, yeah, people aren't, uh, people, people aren't down with the Lions. <laughs> On TV, like the modern millennials, like, why are they on TV? They played their first Thanksgiving Day game in 1934 versus the Chicago Bears. It's been their thing. Uh, it's been their thing. Did they win last year? Did they win a the game uh, last year? They played the Bears last year. Did the Lions win? Does anyone recall? Because I can tell you the Lions record, all-time record on Thanksgiving. It's actually not as bad as you'd think. 37-40-2. I'm actually surprised. But did, did they win? They've been on a little bit of a run, actually. They used to be terrible on Thanksgiving. Like, man, they. I'm just looking here. Like, they lost. They lost to the Bears. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, thank you, Yang. They lost to the Bears. So, um, 
Look, 2004, they lost to the Colts. 2005, they lost to the Falcons. 2006, they lost to the Dolphins. 2007, they lost to the Packers. 2008, they lost to the Titans. 2009, they lost to the Packers. Then they lost to the Patriots. Then they lost to the Packers. Then they lost to the Texans. Like, wow. Like, they they lost like 13 years in a row. They've been on a little. So they lost last year. They've now lost the last two, three Thanksgiving Day games then. Because they played the Bears two years in a row. So they lost last year to the Bears. They lost the year before to the Bears. Uh, they lost the year before to the Vikings. So that's uh, that's three in a row they've lost. And the Houston Texans aren't making the playoffs. But the, listen, the thing with the Texans is, check out the wide receiver stuff. Randall Cobb is going to be out. I'll pull a Dr. Chow right now. Cobb's injury is more serious. He's not going to play on a short week. I think Kenny Stills will. I just think Houston have enough talent. and. They actually like Romeo Cornell. Like the Lions are just have tapped out. Like Houston haven't tapped out. You know, Houston will still compete. You know, like they lost by three to Cleveland. They just beat New England. Like they're not just going to roll over. Houston have pride. They're on national television. I'll take the Sean Watson minus two and a half in this game. I'll take the Sean Watson the min- minus the two and a half. I'll take. Uh, I'll take the road team. And yeah, I don't like to make light. I'm not, uh, hey, listen, you can make skinny jokes uh, with me. But yeah, when it's when it's Matt Patricia, I think it's fitting. As uh, James says, he's a fan of the fat Patricia comment. It's kind of lowbrow. It's kind of beneath me, but I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him. And, I, and for the record, like, uh, I have no issues uh, with the uh, the heavier set uh, heavier set women, right? So I have no problem with a little girth. I just think Matt Patricia is a fat, dumb coach. <laughs> Listen, even Cam comes at him. Cam's like, oh, he's got chicken bones in his beard. Guy's a big slob. <laughs> the best is Matt Patricia like yelled at someone in the media once for like not sitting up straight. And and like for his wardrobe, said this is a place of business. You should dress better. It's like, bro, you got a pencil sticking out of your ear. You're obese. You got chicken wings sticking out of your beard, and you've won six games in three years. Shut up, bro. Yeah, it's the media, right? right, The media. It's the media. The Detroit Lions suck. Like Matt Patricia really is a train wreck. Players hate him. They don't want to play for him. He doesn't know what he's doing. He gets out coached every week. Uh, and, then, and then, like, they'll win, like, once every four weeks and stuff. And any announcers will say, what a great job Matt Patricia is doing under, uh, under adversity. It's like, I don't know. You took a 10-6 and 6 team and turned them into a 4-12 and 12 team. And you've had three years now. Give me the Houston Texans. This next game, the Dallas Cowboys were two and a half. It's up to three. And listen, guys, we can. everyone can rip the Cowboys all that they want. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Andy Dalton's going to win a division. The Cowboys have the most talent in this division. Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones are going to get the last laugh. They're going to beat Washington, and they're going to be in first place. And then Seattle is going to beat Philadelphia. So Dallas will still be in first place. And then it'll come down to the New York Giants and playing a Joe Burrow as Cincinnati. It's amazing how things have worked out for the Giants. They go on the road. They were instead of playing Joey B, who probably would have beaten them or could beat them. Now they get Ryan Finley, who sucks. I like the Cowboys, guys. 
Alex Smith can't get it done. Like he's captain check down. He averages like, you know, four yards a pass. Dallas having a lot of talent. I think, you know, Dallas know everyone's laughed at him. All it took was just this one win to get him going, I think. I, I like Dallas in this game, guys. I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys, and we're going to be on during this game. The game starts at 4.30. Me and Cam come on at 4. Me and Cam come on at 4. I'm on. Uh, I'm going to be on the Dallas Cowboys. I think it's it's one of these deals. It's one of these deals where, you know, it's a long season and things haven't gone Dallas's way. I think things will start to go their way a little bit. They'll pound the ball with Zeke Elliott like they did. See, they give the ball to Elliott. They don't give the ball to Elliott enough. That's the thing. And I'm not even a big Elliott fan, but he's a good back. I just don't really like him all that much, but he's a, he's a good running back. He, I don't know, you know, he needs to get fed. He's one of these guys, if you give him a bunch of times, he will give you production. But if you give him the ball six, seven times and you take him in and out, he's going to get pissed off. I get it that Pollard had the burst, but you got to bite the bullet. You paid Zeke Elliott money. Play him. So... I think they'll get, it'll be a heavy dose of Zeke again uh, for the Cowboys. I like the pokes. I like the pokes. So give me the two Houston. Give me the two uh, the two Texan teams here, Houston and Dallas. And then you got Pittsburgh right now minus four and a half. Jury's still out. Let's break down this game a little bit later on in the week. Um, let's see. Let's see the status of the Baltimore Ravens and and what's going to happen. So far, they're only they're down two running backs. So they're down Dobbins. And they're down uh, Mark Ingram. Means listen, Gus Edwards can play though, right? The, the problem is they're already sort of offensively challenged as it is. So point spreads two and a half, totals fifty-one and a half, and then the Cowboys minus three, totals forty-six and a half. Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, totals at even forty-five. Arizona Cardinals minus two and a half road favorites at New England, total forty-nine and a half. Minnesota Vikings, minus four and a half home favorites over the visiting Carolina Panthers, no total. Cleveland Browns, minus six and a half at Jacksonville, total 49. Raiders, minus three at the Falcons, total 55 and a half. My Buffalo Bills, five and a half point favorites over their former head coach, Anthony Lynn. Lynn was briefly their coach, uh, minus five and a half. Visiting Chargers. You know, I don't like the Chargers as a favorite ever, but Chargers getting five and a half. I'm a Bills fan, but this is a tricky game for the Bills. It's going to be close. Totals 53 and a half. Uh, Dolphins and Jets. This series is always close, no matter the record. Dolphins are six and a half point favorites. I think the Jets can cover over under 44 and a half. Giants now five and a half point uh, road favorites at Cincinnati. Four tricks continue. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenci. All right, quickest 120 minutes in sports tonight was no exception. Show just uh, flew by as it always does. All right, we we're just talking about the uh, the Week 12 lines. Uh, gave you the Thanksgiving uh, numbers. New York Giants are minus five and a half at Cincinnati. Ryan Finley in for Joe Burrow. Total 42 and a half. Tennessee Titans and the Colts. These guys just played a couple of weeks ago, you remember, and it was uh, 34-17 for Indianapolis, and it was a complete special teams breakdown. 
Uh, Titans were solid in the first half, but then in the second half, they fell apart. Guskowski missed a chip shot field goal. Uh, Guskowski missed a chip shot field goal. The uh, the loser punter shanked a punt from the end zone. Like a 19, you know, they Phillip Rivers got the ball at the 20-yard line and they scored a touchdown, and then they blocked a punt in the end zone for a touchdown. So uh, it's a revenge spot for Tennessee. Tennessee are getting three and a half. And, man, I always bet against the Colts. One thing with the Colts games, guys, they're good to tease the underdog in. Every Colt game is close. So we're going to tease the Titans at the plus 10.5. I like a lot of games this week. New Orleans are minus 5.5 at Denver. Total is 44. L.A. Rams minus 6.5 hosting San Francisco. I love the Rams tonight. This is not a good spot for the Rams against San Francisco. Um, Kansas City, Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Kansas City Chiefs are minus three. Are you kidding me? I don't bet games early in the week often, but come on. What are like Kansas City against Kansas City against uh, against this Tampa team? Really? Three points. Tampa are not that good, guys. They're okay, but Brady Brady's not out. Brady can't outscore Jared Goff. Tom Brady just lost a duel with Jared Goff, all right? He got outplayed by Goff. You think Tom Brady, you think old man Brady's beating Mahomes next week? This week? In six days? As if. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs minus three. Give me the Chiefs all day, baby. Give me the Chiefs. Love it. Love it. If this is a trap, call me Little Timmy because I'm going to fall right, my ass going to fall right into the well. Oh, great. Chicago Bears in prime time again. They got to flex this game out of our lives. Packers minus eight and a half. And uh, the Eagles are getting five against Seattle. Other than that, they're on your own. Later. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.